0: here's michael at the foul line a shot on elo Go! the bulls win it they win it Pippen runs down the lane dumps it out the horse packs it for three yeah! rose crosses over the fadeaway. away step back and kiss myself oh my god! it's when the city assassin does it again. What a wild week it was for the Bulls, for Bulls fans. It went from a tough loss, an avoidable loss against the New York Knicks, to a much-needed win over the Washington Wizards. Conversations need to be had, though. I'm seeing some troubling signs here from the Bulls. I'm seeing some things that are going to worry me come playoff time. And we have a really big conversation we need to have. All of that coming up here on this week's episode of Believe in Bulls, presented by BetOnline.ag. Here on the Believe Network, I'm your host, Nick Schultz. It is so great to be back with you. Can you believe there are only a few games left in the regular season? The postseason is just around the corner. We have a lot to decide here in the next few weeks. And then we get into the playoffs. And after the playoffs, I keep saying, we have a really big conversation to have. And it involves Zach Levine. And I'm seeing some things that are going to make that conversation a lot more complicated than I thought it'd be. But before I get to any of that, I want to tell you about my friends over at BetOnline.ag. We're finally here. The top teams in college basketball have been determined, and the Final Four is set. It is all blue bloods in this Final Four. I think it's going to be an all-timer, especially that game Saturday night between North Carolina and Duke. Remember, North Carolina beat Duke at the end of the regular season to spoil Coach K's last home game. That's just something to keep in mind. However, Duke is the favorite to win it all. If you're looking to wager on these games or even the national championship, head over to betonline.ag on your desktop or mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all updated odds and info, along with player props and new contests throughout the year. It's the best source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and everyone's favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started too. So join today. Learn why everyone is saying bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on sports. Bet online, it's where the game starts. Can you believe this was just a crazy tournament and we end up with all blue bloods in the final four? Seriously. What I mean, it's kind of a letdown, but it's also not a letdown considering North Carolina was the one that probably shouldn't have been there and they've made a run. I'm picking Duke and Villanova to make the championship. And I'd have to pick Duke. I think Coach K is going to go out on top because Villanova suffered that injury to Justin Moore. Okay, I'm done talking about college basketball now. That's what I do during the week. We're here to talk about the NBA. i talked enough college basketball on the show over the last couple of weeks. What a 180 it's been for the Bulls this year. Remember, even just a month ago, we were sitting here talking about, okay, they're 39 and whatever. They're playing really well. What's next in the playoffs? How can they get through this stretch in March and get into the playoffs with a really good seed? Remember DeMar DeRozan's impressive streak where he had 35-plus points, 50% field goal? Well, that ended February 26th against the Memphis Grizzlies. And since that streak ended, the Bulls are 5-11. 5-11 in 16 games since, with losses to Sacramento, New Orleans, and New York. Not great. Just, I feel like I've got whiplash, you know? I mean, I'm sitting here talking about maybe the 1C, they were in the top four, And being in the top four would be significant to some people who may or may not host this podcast. But I really thought they could make a run at a good playoff seating, go into the playoffs with a full head of steam, with the experience they've got on the roster. They're getting everybody back healthy. The only one that's still missing is Lonzo Ball. We have another update on that. That's coming up at the end of the show, as usual. Now, most everybody's back. Alex Caruso's back. Patrick Williams is back. Yet, the loss to New York on Monday night Talk about deflating because that game, every game from here on out is a must win because as we look at the standings, and the standings are crazy as they usually are at this time of year because we are in the home stretch here. We've only got a few games left here. The Bulls are 44 and 32. Let's do your math. That is 76 games in. That means there are six games left in the season. The Bulls are four games back of Miami. However, first place through fourth place is separated by a game and a half. It is absolutely wild, which means the Bulls have to win some of these games to make a move. You can't lose to Sacramento. You can't lose to New Orleans. Now, New Orleans, by the way, in the Western Conference is in the play-in tournament. However, barely in the play-in tournament. And I don't know if they were at the time the Bulls played them because the Lakers, oof, Lakers, yikes, against Dallas on Tuesday. But you've got to beat them. You've got to beat the New York Knicks, who are out of the play-in tournament. They're about four and a half games back of Atlanta for the play-in tournament spot. You have to win those games. They can't coast. They did this. They got off to a really good start against New York. They were up 12 points. The lead evaporated. They were up big on New Orleans. Lead evaporated. That can't happen. Now, they bounced back really well against Washington. I thought that game went really well. They were sharing the ball. Vooch had a massive game, 27 points. He had 15 in the first quarter, for crying out loud. It was great. That's how the Bulls should look. Going forward, that's what they should look like. With, I mean, Yeah, they don't have Lonzo Ball, I understand that. They miss Lonzo from a defensive perspective. They also miss his ability to score, have another scorer on the court, have someone who can distribute and create plays. You don't realize how much you miss him until he's not there. However, they have enough playmakers. You've got Zach Levine, who I don't think is right, by the way. I think something's wrong there, and I've got that coming up in the next segment. DeMar DeRozan is doing DeMar DeRozan things. He missed a game. The Bulls imploded in the fourth quarter. That's where they missed him. You've also got to get Vooch involved. Stacey King said this on the broadcast Tuesday night. You have to get Vooch involved. And they did that against Washington, and it worked. He's passing. He can rebound. He can score. He does a lot of things for you. You have got to get Nikola Vucevic involved in this offense. It cannot be iso ball. You've got to share the basketball. You've got to rebound. Offensive rebounding. Heading into Tuesday night's game, over the last few games, the Bulls gave up 77 offensive rebounds. I think Adam Amin said that was over the last five games, four games. 77 offensive rebounds allowed. That killed them against New York. Every time the New York missed a shot, every time the Knicks missed a shot, they got an offensive rebound, it seemed like. And in that game, as I look at the box score, I want to get this number right because of how many offensive boards the Bulls have allowed. In that game against the Bulls, the New York Knicks had 13 offensive rebounds. 13 offensive boards. That's not good. You're not going to win games that way. There is no way that is sustainable. And they turn them into second-chance points. The second-chance points differential was not great. So, yeah, that's what did them in. They've got to crash the boards. I understand Vooch is a liability on defense. I understand that. We said that when the trade happened a year ago now. Happy anniversary, by the way, that happened this week. You brought in Tristan Thompson, who's done a decent job, I'd say, coming off the bench and, you know, Playing the janitor role, I guess, and cleaning things up. and It's okay, but it's not great. You need a rim protector. That's where Patrick Williams comes in, and he's still easing his way back in and earning his minutes. Billy Donovan said that. He's got to earn his minutes back, and he played 13 minutes and didn't take a shot against the Knicks. Now, he played better against Washington, but against New York, it did not go well. So it seems like the strengths are kind of going away and the weaknesses are being exposed right now as we enter this final stretch of the season I told you this month was going to be brutal I told you this was going to happen and we're seeing it now I don't know if it's fatigue I don't know if it's experience I know questions have been asked about Billy Donovan's ability to adjust in game I don't really have a diagnosis like I know people keep saying oh wow they missed Lonzo they missed Lonzo yes they do but he's not the reason they're losing these games Lonzo Ball does not help with 13 offensive rebounds allowed. I'm sorry, he just doesn't. And I did like that Javante Green came off the bench against Washington. They started Desumu with the point, Caruso with the two. And I like that, because Javante can bring that extra energy off the bench. And I think that needs to continue down the stretch and into the playoffs for the Bulls if they want that second unit to have that extra burst, have that extra jolt in games. And this stretch coming up, It's not easy either. I mean, we've got six games left here, and it's still going to be tough, and you're going to see the Bulls' true colors continue to show. Someone whose true colors I think you've seen is Zach Levine, and I know he's playing on one wheel. He's got that bad knee, but there were some plays against New York and Washington that have me worried. I'm going to tell you about that after I tell you about my friends over at Athletic Greens. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now, Zach Levine, the Bulls have a big decision coming up about Zach Levine. Remember, he's set to enter free agency, and that is a big talking point as we think about where the Bulls go from here after this special season, because it has been a special season, the way it's turned around. I mean, we Bulls fans have been used to, you know, Jim Boylan and Fred Hoiberg being toward the bottom of the Eastern Conference, getting stuck with the seventh overall pick, because that always seemed to happen in the lottery. Now, fortunes are turning, they're winning, they're on the map, they're Gaining national attention, I was going to say respect, but I don't know if they're getting that respect yet, especially after this 5-11 and 11 stretch they've been on. Now, they've got a lot to decide this offseason, but starts with Zach Levine. Zach could do, he could get a max extension. He very well could. He's eligible for one. I have been on the train of give Zach the max. However, I might be on the fence now because there have been a few times this year Notably, the last two games where I've been worried about some things I've seen off the ball, away from the stat sheet, from Zach Levine. Number one, he's got to quit complaining to the referees. I wasn't going to bring this up on the show this week because I thought it was just me. You know, I've had this conversation with my parents because I've made it well known I live at home still. So my parents and I watch the games, and my parents and I are sitting there yelling, Zach, stop whining at the refs and get back on defense. And I thought it was just me. I really did because I umpire youth baseball. I been around youth basketball. I understand that players think everything should go their way. I thought it was just me with that mentality. Listening to the radio on Tuesday, it's not just me. I'm not the only one who's noticed, so I felt comfortable bringing it up on the show this week. Zach has got to stop whining at the referees. It seems like every play, every time he goes up for a layup, if it's contested at all, you hear him yell something at the referees, and he finally got teed up for it in New York. He deserved it because, I mean, I think he was fouled on the play. I'm not going to say he wasn't. I'm pretty sure looking back at it, he was. But the point stands, he whines at the referees all the time. And a lot is made about his defense to begin with. And it's even worse when he's running back down the court, looking at the referees, barking for a call. That has to stop. The other thing that's got me riled up, and I, don't, I couldn't even find the highlight of this. That is how minuscule of a play it was because Washington missed the shot, which is the Bulls got really lucky they missed it. There was a 50-50 ball in the second half against Washington on Tuesday, and I can't remember, was it the third quarter? I think it was the third quarter. 50-50 ball, Zach, and I think it was Ish Smith went running for it. Zach backed off of it, and Ish got it and chucked up the three. It was a wide-open shot, too. Now, granted, he missed it, thankfully. They got really lucky he missed it. It might have been Porzingis now that I think about it. I'm not even sure, but either way, a Washington player got the 50-50 ball because Zach just didn't go after it. And luckily they missed a shot, Bulls got the rebound. But imagine if they made that shot. That would have changed momentum. It would have put the momentum back in the Wizards' hands. Those types of plays, the efforts, and I understand Zach's only on one leg. I get that. I know his knee's been bugging him. When they play these back-to-backs, he's on the injury report for the second half of them because his knee's bugging him. I understand that. But the fact that Adam Amin and Stacey King called him out for it, that says a lot. Right there. And I know Zach struggled against Washington. He finished with 14 points, but he didn't score until halfway through the third quarter. I get that. And I know he was doing more with distribution, getting other guys involved. But when it comes down to 50-50 balls, you go for the ball. And I don't know what the reasoning was for it. I don't know if he was asked about it. That play stuck out to me. And we're getting into decision time here. I mean, Zach's got to make a move. I keep saying that about the Bulls too, but Zach's got to prove himself worthy of a max extension here. And has he done enough for it? Let's go through the end of the season and reevaluate. But if we're going off small sample size, it's absolutely what have you done for me lately business. Last few games, hasn't been so great. And yes, I, I keep providing the context. He has knee problems. His knee is bugging him. I don't think he's 100%. Actually, no, I know he's not 100%. Because he told Casey Johnson he wouldn't be 100% the rest of the year. So the big thing here, so we can talk about the 50-50 balls and the effort all we want. Sometimes that's amplified with the injury. Quit whining at the referees. I mean, that just bugs me to no end. When players constantly bark at the referees for a call, and I know the Bulls have not been getting calls lately. I get that. I'm not going to sit here and defend everything the referees do because the referees have not been giving calls. They've not been calling late games. They've been letting them play. And that's something you've got to adjust to in-game. You can't get mad about it. You've got to stay the course. You've got to play the game. You know how the referees are going to call it. You have to play your game with how they're calling the game. I watched a lot of basketball this month, people. Between college and NBA, referees call different games. You have to learn to adjust to them. Sometimes you know what kind of games they call. Quit barking at the referees, get back on defense and do your damn job. I mean, that's just plain and simple. I'm sorry. I mean, it, it fires me up when this happens because I hate seeing players yell at the referees and that it impacts the play on defense and the other team scores and then you're down in a bigger hole than you already were when you're struggling. Okay, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I feel much better now. I've been kind of waiting to do that the last couple of days. So thank you for indulging me. We are going to wrap up the show here before I go on any other rants. But first, let's go through the upcoming schedule. Six games to go. Here are the Bulls' final six games of the season. The next game is Thursday night against the Clippers. The Clippers now have Paul George back. Just saying. They came back to beat Utah Tuesday night. They were down 25. Then you have Miami on Saturday. Then you have national TV game Tuesday against Milwaukee at home. Boston at home on the second half of back-to-back on Wednesday. Charlotte at home on Friday, April 8th. And then the end of the regular season is Sunday, April 10th at Minnesota. From there, they go to the playoffs. Because they're in the play-in tournament at least. They have clinched a play-in tournament. The good thing is they have tiebreakers over Toronto and Cleveland if they need that happens. So if they all three tie for fifth place in the East, the Bulls are the five-seed. That's how that works. They have not clinched the five-seed. They had the tiebreaker in the event of a tie with those two teams for the five seed. Next week, we start looking at the last couple games of the regular season. We're going to start looking ahead to the playoffs. We're going to start reevaluating our expectations. We're going to find out what's going on with Lonzo Ball, who, by the way, I promised an update here in the show and did definitely forget about it. With Lonzo Ball, it sounds like he's starting to maybe come around I know the other day, Billy Donovan said he doesn't have the exact date for reevaluation. It's going to be sometime in the window when they stopped his running. So that's something to monitor. There's really no big news here. So hopefully he can be back for the playoffs because Billy Donovan said Lonzo wants to be back really bad. So we're going to see what happens from there. That's a wrap for this week's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network presented by BetOnline.ag. Thank you also to Athletic Greens for their support of the show. Thank you for your support of the show as well for listening and subscribing. Please continue to as we head into the offseason here. we got a lot of fun in store. I will talk back with you here next week. Have an awesome week, everybody. Stay safe, stay healthy. Have a great week. Enjoy the basketball.